Welcome to First Baptist Church, Sun City West. Happy Resurrection Day. What a great day this is as we come and celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, His resurrection from the dead. We look at the scripture and gives us great understanding and great hope and encouragement. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, the scripture says, After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and set on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Join me in prayer if you would. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have on this very special day. A day that gives us hope and encouragement. A day that we celebrate. A day of joy. It's a day every single year. Father, we look forward to because it is a wonderful focus of what you have done for us. And I pray that we will take it to heart. And Father, in obedience and in sacrifice, we will follow you and accomplish the task you want us to. Today, I pray that we will understand completely these words of encouragement. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. The newspaper cartoonist in H.T. Webster, he related a story that amused him one day. He sent messages to 20 of his friends. There was only one word on those messages. None of these friends did anything extraordinary. But on those messages, he just put one word, congratulations. You know, every single one of those 20 people that he sent those letters to or those messages to, they wrote a note back and said, thank you. We appreciate it so much without even questioning what he was even asking about. Everyone needs encouragement. However, there is no encouragement that measures up to the encouragement that Easter brings. Based on fact and not fantasy, Easter's encouragement is fresh and new every single morning as the presence of the living Lord overshadows each and every one of us as believers in Him. The most encouraging news that has ever come to this earth was the announcement the angel said to Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Salome. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Those words ring true to heart. They give encouragement. They give hope. They give excitement. That should just really make us want to get up every day, hear those words, and realize that we have not only Christ in our lives in this life, but also the life to come. On this Easter morning, I want to suggest 
four ways that the resurrection of Jesus Christ encourages us. First, it tells us that our faith has not been misplaced. The disciples had been with Jesus for about three and a half years. They had seen his miracles. They had heard his messages. They had accepted him as the Son of God. But when he was nailed to the cross, and they saw him crucified and beaten, and they saw him when he breathed his last, their faith, their hope, it crumbled around them. They thought that was the end of everything. Their words as well as the downcast face from the disciple Cleopas on the road to Emmaus reflected that attitude of all the disciples when he said this, we had hoped, past tense, we had hoped that he was the one going to redeem Israel. Here we have these disciples that had invested their entire lives in following Jesus. When they saw him crucified, it dashed their hopes it brought disappointment and discouragement. It brought dark times and questioning. They just didn't quite hear everything Jesus was saying to them in those three and a half years. And I'm afraid sometimes, even though we have been believers, maybe for many of us, years in our lives, and we've read the scriptures, we've studied them, we've been engaged and involved in Bible study and in even the, the worship services, that somehow we do not always hear the encouraging messages that Jesus gives us. And therefore, the dark times can be difficult. That's what these disciples, that's what they experienced. But a change occurred when Jesus was raised from the dead on that Easter morning. The disciples who were hiding in the upper room behind locked doors because they were afraid, they came out marching forward to capture the world for their Lord Jesus Christ. And it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ that validated their faith and their belief in him. As Paul said in Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, and who through the spirit of holiness has declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. The power of the resurrection, the movement of God's Spirit. And who is the Son of God? Who is alive? It is Jesus Christ. When they saw their Lord alive, they knew that their faith had not been misplaced. Sweeping across Germany at the end of World War II, Allied forces searched farms and houses looking for snipers. At one abandoned home, almost a heap of rubble, searchers got down into the basement. And with their flashlights, they began to look at this crumbling wall. And there they found, they found the writing of a victim of the Holocaust. He had scratched into the wall the Star of David, and underneath it wrote these three things. I believe in the sun, even when it does not shine. I believe in love, even when it's not shown. And I believe in God, even when he does not speak. My friends, in the darkest times of life, when it seems that nothing is going right, when your world seems to be crumbling around you, Take heart, because he is not dead, he is alive. Your faith has not been misplaced. So keep on keeping on.
Secondly, Easter shows us that our Lord has not forsaken us. In John chapter 20 and verse 19, the scripture says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. The Apostle John said that the disciples, feeling that they were forsaken and fearing that they might have the same fate as their Lord Jesus Christ, they went to that upper room in Jerusalem and they locked the doors. They hid. But listen, with the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday morning and with his appearing in their midst, they knew that they had not been forsaken by their beloved master, the one that they had left everything, everything behind to follow in these three and a half years, that he had not forsaken them. He continued to be with them. As the writer of Hebrews said, Be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, and never will I forsake you. It is a promise from the Almighty. He will never leave us. He has not forsaken us. He didn't to the disciples, and he doesn't us. Because of his resurrection, Jesus now lives in each one of our lives through the Holy Spirit if we have asked Jesus Christ to be our Savior. His Spirit lives inside of us. How do we know that? Well, look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. Jesus said, that he gave him this command, them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised. I'm sure they were wondering what that gift was. It was going to be an incredible gift. Well, we look at it on the other side, and we see that that gift was the power of the Holy Spirit that came at Pentecost, and it transformed Jerusalem and the world. You go back to John chapter 14 and verse 26. Jesus said, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That is the Holy Spirit, the power of God's Spirit inside of us. He promises not only is that Counselor the one called alongside to help us to carry the load, but that Spirit is going to teach us all things that Jesus has said and remind us of the things that he has said we also find in john chapter 16 and verse 7 but i tell you the truth it is for your good that i am going away unless i go away the counselor will not come to you but if i go i will send him to you here we see jesus saying it it really is better for me to go for this time period because if i don't go then the spirit will not come upon all of those who are followers of mine. There is an understanding in the, the will of God and the desire of Jesus to come and lay his life down for us, one who had no sin, and to be raised up from the dead after eradicating our sin to allow himself then to go to the Father so the Spirit can touch each one of us, not only with his power, but also with the giftedness for us to spread that good news and joy of Easter far and wide around this globe. He says, I must go. And then the counselor, the one who's going to teach you and remind you of the things I've said, 
will come. And I hope you are attuned to God's Spirit. He has not forsaken us. What He has done is He has given us power beyond our understanding to lead us and to guide us. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States of America, was shot on Good Friday, April 14, 1865, by John Wilkes Booth. Lincoln was sitting with his party in the presidential box at Ford's Theater, and Booth quietly entered that box. And about the time that Mary Todd Lord took the hand of Abraham Lincoln, Booth took his small caliber pistol and shot Abraham Lincoln in the back of the head. He was carried across the street to a home that was owned by William Peterson. And it was there that Lincoln died the next morning at 7.22 a.m. The Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton, who had been kneeling by Lincoln's side the entire time, he lowered the shades of all the windows and he closed the half-opened eyes of Abraham Lincoln. And then he said, now he belongs to the ages. I reflect on that. Because of his resurrection, Jesus, the living, conquering Lord, not only belongs to all the ages, but even more shall live in the lives of dedicated believers until time is no more. He hasn't forsaken us through the power of His Spirit living inside of us. He continues every single day to encourage us and to strengthen us and to challenge us to accomplish both the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. That is our assignment with joy. So He has not forsaken us. Third, Easter encourages us by showing us that our life does not end at the grave. Jesus had told His disciples during His earthly ministry in Matthew chapter 17, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed in the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised to life. And his disciples were filled with grief. I don't think they totally understood what Jesus was saying, but they knew that this was an ominous sign, that something was about to happen, and something that would change their relationship, and they did not like it. We see that the disciples didn't understand it. We see it in Mark chapter 9, verse 10, where the Scripture says they kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. Jesus communicated it, but behind the scenes, they're talking about it, they're discussing it, they're debating it. What in the world does this mean? We don't understand. You go on to John chapter 20 and verse 9, the scripture says, they still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Here, these disciples, they had not caught what Jesus was teaching, the true meaning. And my friends, let me tell you, when you get into the scripture and you really study it, and God is striving to speak to you, to your heart, there are going to be questions, but don't miss the very truths that Jesus wants us to understand. Dig into them. Be open-minded. Hear what Jesus is saying and then understand them and put them into practice. Listen, Jesus' resurrection on that Easter morning proved that all of life does not end at the grave and we celebrate for that. How difficult would it be to live a life, to be successful in so many different areas just to say we're going to be worm food. Now, there's something far greater 
we're made in the image of God, that spiritual side of us is going to have to decide either to follow Jesus or to deny him and to walk away. He offers this possibility. And let me tell you, he offers it because not only of his death, burial, and resurrection, but let me tell you, he's coming back again. And that's going to be a joyful, joyful time. Remember what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18. He said, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys for death and Hades. He is the one who has the authority. He is the one who has the key. And my friend, this one who has all of that, he is alive. Yes, he, he has conquered death. There's something beyond. And Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. William Thackeray wrote a novel entitled The, New, the Newcombs. This was written back in 1855. Colonel Newcomb was a kind-hearted soldier, old-fashioned gentleman who had a fortune but lost it all and died penniless. It's interesting, though, in this novel that the colonel, as he was dying in this bed, he was covered and his fingers were on the outside. And there was a chapel bell that was playing for the evening hours outside. And he was tapping the music with his fingers. And then when the final chime hit, all of a sudden, he lifted his head and said, Adsum! And then he fell back and he died. That term, Adsum, is a Latin term which means presence. It's the word that Newcomb and his school friends had used when they were children. And you might remember when the roll was being called, you would always say present. And here we find that even though the colonel was old and he was feeble, he again had the heart of a child. And as he hears the master calling his heavenly name, he answered, Adsum. Because his name was called. Present. There was a big smile on his face. There was a glow as his face lit. You see, that's what's going to happen for those who know Jesus. Their lives have been changed because of his resurrection. They understand that he gives something far beyond this life. The great pastor and theologian Herschel Hobbes told of the passing of his wife of some 50 years. Shortly before she died, she asked Dr. Hobbes, what will death be like? And Dr. Hobbes said, as he took her hand, he said, honey, like your hand is in my hand, when you breathe your last, Jesus is going to come and he's going to take your hand from my hand and he's going to escort you to the place he has prepared for you. Truly, life does not end at the grave. Our hope, our truth is in heaven. And it comes through Jesus Christ. 
the grave is not the end of everything. Finally, Easter encourages us by showing us that our tomorrows will be better than our today. The darkness of Good Friday wasn't the end of the story, for the sorrow of the disciples was swallowed up by the joy of Easter morning. Christians know that in Christ, our tomorrows will always be better than our today. He said in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, that you may be where I am. I don't know any greater encouragement that in the midst of the confusion and the chaos of life and the difficulties of life, this promise of Jesus to say, I, I'm going to come and get you so that you can be where I am. Well, on a short-term mission trip, Pastor Jack Hinton was leading worship at a leper colony on the island of Tobago. A woman who had been turned away from the pulpit turned to face the pulpit. And I tell you what, the pastor said it was the most hideous face I had ever seen in my life. He said the woman's nose and ears were entirely gone. And she lifted this fingerless hand in the air. And she asked, can we sing, count your many blessings? Well, it got, it got to Pastor Jack Hinton. And he left the platform. And one of his staff members followed behind him. And said, I guess that you'll probably never be able to sing that song again. Oh, yes, I will, he replied, but I'll never sing it the same way again. You see, Easter encourages us that no matter how bad things get, Jesus still blesses us. <coughs> he tells us that our tomorrows will be so much better than our today's. And that's the hope that we have. That's the understanding that in the midst of what we are striving to do, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, that he has given us the ability to have the better tomorrows. Thomas Edison was a scientific genius. He was an exacting and practical man. He didn't casually say anything that he did not believe. Mrs. Edison told about the night that Thomas Edison was at death's door, and suddenly it was evident that he wanted to say something. So she and the doctor leaned down, and with a smile on his face, he said, It is very beautiful over there. Let me tell you that Jesus is the joy and the inspiration of every believer that has ever mentioned his name. It is the glorious resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead to be alive that puts a song in our hearts and, and joy on our faces because we know that our faith has not been misplaced and our Lord has not forsaken us and our life does not end at the grave. 
And our tomorrows will be better than our today. And that's something that you can count on through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a song, the Easter song. It says, hear the bells ringing. They're singing that we can be born again. Hear the bells ringing. They're singing Christ is risen from the dead. The angel upon the tombstone said, He is risen just as He said. Quickly go tell His disciples that Jesus Christ is no longer dead. Joy to the world. He has risen. Hallelujah. He has risen. Hallelujah. He has risen. Hallelujah. And my friends, that is our promise today. And it's a promise to you if you would choose to ask Jesus Christ, this one who is alive, to be your Savior and your Lord. And you can do that this morning. As we go into our prayer of invitation, you can ask Jesus Christ to be the Savior of your life. And he will do that. And you will never have to worry about eternity again. And His Spirit will fill your life and guide you in how you ought to live to follow Him. As believers in Jesus Christ, we celebrate resurrection because it reminds us consistently that His Spirit lives inside of us and that there is new life and there is forgiveness and there is grace and there is unconditional love and we will take that and we will share that with the people in this community and the people that we associate with. And so that's the challenge today. In this Easter Sunday morning, we challenge you to make those decisions, to be the person that Jesus wants you to be, using the gifts he's given you to share Jesus Christ with everyone that you meet. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. What a celebration we have. Father, we celebrate the resurrection all year long, but on this special day. What a day it will be. A day because there will be some today who will give their lives to Jesus Christ, and they will forever remember this day. And Father, at the same time, there will be believers here today and as they have been listening and watching, your spirit has stirred their heart. You've given them encouragement and hope even in the darkest of times. You understand that you always keep your promises. And that you're going to come and get us one of these days and take us to the place you have prepared for us. But until then, we're to be about your business. Making you the Lord of our life. And I pray for believers today, that choice will be here a decision made today in jesus name we pray amen